It's time for episode 420 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, October 13th, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that cures the munchies. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, my dungeon buddy. It's Dan the Man Morin. How are you doing, Dan? You know, my, we record this at noon my time, which is lunchtime, so I'm almost always hungry when we start this podcast. <laughs> and oh, just no. because of timing, not for any other reasons. <laughs> Sure. Uh, well, let us get into the show so that you can get off to your lunch. Um, I am excited to say that joining us is the senior cloud advocate for Microsoft. It's Christina Warren. Welcome back, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. And to my left this week, it is the uh, the co-host of Smart Tech Today over on Twit and the master of series shortcuts and all sorts of shortcuts. It's Matthew Casnelli. Welcome back, Matthew. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back. Uh, those rich tones are a great way to kick us off. Uh, of course, we've got uh, just 30 minutes and four topics, and mine for you is this. Uh, 1Password just announced its PST tool, which stands for Password Secure Sharing Tool. Uh, and it made me wonder, as it stands, or I guess up until 1Password got this update, in which case I know some of you are 1Password users, how did you share passwords with others? What was your method for sharing passwords with others? Christina, we'll start with you. So yeah, even though everybody is like, oh no, you should never share passwords and it's bad practice and this and that, obviously everyone does. And so, I mean, I did like the, probably like the worst way you can do it, which is to, to send them to people over iMessage, honestly, would be the most <laughs> common way of doing it. Sometimes over Slack, sometimes over other tools, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, pretty bad ways, just sharing the username and, and password, um, in a hopefully like a kind of a privated, you know, iMessage thing. But uh, uh, the, the, that's why I'm excited about the new one password feature. I think it's smart. Uh, there have been times where I'd worked, you know, where we'd have like company mandated systems that would allow people to kind of have like a shared, you know, vault system or, or, or whatnot. And, and that would be, I guess, better. Um, but there was also, I mean, in case in places I've worked before, not Microsoft to be clear, but, but other places where we actually had like built in bots and, and Slack, you know, where we'd like call up, like, what's the password mm -hmm. for the Wall Street Journal or what's the password <laughs> for other things? Then it would just, you know, pump it out. And, and that's how you get hacked, friends. That's how you get compromised. Um, uh, obviously, you know, our, our, our Wall Street Journal account, not the, not the biggest, uh, thing you're worried about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in plain text, over text message, pretty terrible way to share passwords, I have to say, but it is what it is. So that's me. Uh, write them on a post it note, hand them over. Uh, now that, <laughs> although <laughs> arguably more secure in some ways, uh, yeah. I don't end up sharing a lot of passwords. Uh, if it's like my parents and I'm like lending them access to something, usually it's in person. Um, I will say what I've discovered that is really handy and I use a lot for sharing passwords with my wife is in the passwords um, storage section of iOS. You can airdrop passwords to other people, yeah. which is a thing I discovered. And I was like, this is actually super handy because it puts everything in the right places and it just sort of adds it and then it's in their keychain. Um, so that works pretty well for like people that you're like 
in close proximity to. But beyond that, it's definitely a little bit more challenging. So I've done the iMessage thing for sure. I mean, at least it's in theory encrypted. So, you know, you can hope that it's fairly more secure that way. And then I do, like I set up my dad on 1Password once. And so I have like his vault in like Dropbox and the ability to look at it. But I really don't end up using that at all. And I'm not sure how diligent he is about using 1Password. So maybe that's not a great example. Matthew, what about you? I think at one point I had a whole shared vault that I used because mm-hmm. I got really into one password in like the, I don't know what the early days were, <laughs> but um, I have all these logins from Twitter accounts from when I used to be a social media manager and I can see all of the history of just like, what was our password for MasterChef and stuff like that, <laughs> which was an account that I managed. Um, so I had like a whole team sharing a vault in one password with these passwords in it, but I'm definitely looking forward to that feature because that'll be a lot nicer. Otherwise, I do like the QR code for my Wi-Fi thing, but that kind of got Mm. obviated with the just direct sharing feature, which is very, very nice. That's the main password I share. Interesting. Um, So, yes, this was mostly a confessional. Uh, I was hoping everybody (laughs) would kind of own up to what uh, many of us do, which is share our passwords and messages. Um, So I, too, do that. I have a very specific way of doing it because I found that... um, People who are not familiar with kind of uh, pseudo random passwords are they get a little confused with them. And so I will type the word username and send that in iMessage and then I will put it in the username and send that and then I will put in the word password, send that and then send the password. That way, all they have to do is copy and paste. There's no selecting of the text that they need to type in. All they do is copy that username, drop it in, copy the the password and drop it in. Um uh, I, Christina, uh, totally familiar with the thing you're talking about with the Slack bot. You would have, uh, like, uh, password WSJ, and then the Slack bot would come at you with the, the username and password for the <laughs> Wall Street Journal. Um, I, the, the, I watched the video for the one password thing, and I'm looking forward to it, but I do wonder if it's still a little complicated for the average user uh, with whom you are sharing passwords. Because for those of us who um, have shared passwords before, one password did have a built-in share feature. Uh, I just never used it because it basically sent like a one password file that could be opened up inside of one password. And that was kind of complicated uh, for, for the average user as well. And so it always ended up being that it was just easier to send an iMessage. So I'll see if I use this tool. I think that it's good in terms of safety. And uh, perhaps if I'm sharing you know, a password with Matthew or something that I would feel comfortable doing. But if my partner, for example, asks for the uh, DoorDash password, I think I'm just going to send him my, you know, the, the, the way that I already do it because, uh, it's easier that way. And because I haven't convinced him to use one password. Um, all right, folks, thank you for your answers on that. Let us move on to our next topic, which comes from Christina. Okay. So I had a really frustrating issue last night where I was trying to re-add my husband to, um, our Spotify family plan. And then they told me that he, they couldn't verify his address and he couldn't join the plan for a year. And because apparently we didn't live in the same house or something, it, it was worked out. The whole thing wound up working out after I spent half an hour, um, in a chat with, um, someone from across the world, but it got me thinking, what is a, a tech service or, or whatever that you pay for 
that you hate and you hate that you pay for it, but you are kind of like for, you feel like there's no way you can, you can leave it. <laughs> oh my God. Kind of so many. Uh, I was debating which one to pick and I think I'm going to go with, oh, this is going to be a controversial answer. I think I'm going to go with Netflix and it's not that there isn't stuff to watch on Netflix, but I think deep down, I resent the fact that uh, there are other services where I know I can dip in and dip out. But I feel like I'm going to be playing for net, paying for Netflix for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I kind of hate that feeling of like, oh, man, I'm never going to be able to cancel Netflix, am I? And they'll just keep slowly ratcheting up the price, boiling me alive uh, as I watch Squid Game or whatever. And it's just it's it's not that it doesn't provide a good service. It's not even that it's not always a great value. It's just that I know deep in my my heart of hearts that I will never be able to give it up. And I, I feel like I don't want anything to have that kind of hold over my life. So that's why I'm feeling. Matt, what about you? I'm going to say MailChimp because <laughs> this is, I feel like what I just feel like I have to use as my email provider, but I understand some of how they charge for pricing, but it is like, if you have more than a couple thousand people, you are paying like, $100 a month to send them emails. And it seems like that's way too much money for what is like a mail merge or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it also, I don't know, in general, I feel like they make everything so complicated when I just want to send an email every week. And it tries to get so much more than that. So maybe I just need to find a better service, but definitely MailChimp. Um, this is an interesting one because I, it's, I don't hate that I'm, a subscriber to all of the different Apple Care Plus plans I have mm -hmm. um, for all of my devices. But at the same time, the last time my device had a cracked screen and the and in the history of me having phones, the only two times I've ever had a cracked screen, it was because someone else had my phone and accidentally dropped it at the time. I've never dropped and cracked a phone. Um and so there's a resentment I have every single month when I get that little notification that says, uh, you know, Apple Care Plus is, is, uh, is rolling along and charging you again. And, uh, yeah, I think that there's a part of me that doesn't want that. But I, as the universe, you know, often would, would find itself, um, playing out. I know that the second I, I stopped having that, I would not want or i mean i would have an issue where you know i would need it so i i keep it um christina why don't you run us out i'm glad to hear that you were able to come to a solution in the end yeah i was so for me even though i i am so grudgingly a spotify subscriber i also subscribe to apple music incidentally uh which is ridiculous and a whole other conversation about why i subscribe to so many things but what i begrudgingly am still subscribing to and i might change this uh you know similar to to matthew maybe you just need to, to look at my options more but i still i i joke about this i'm the one millennial who still pays for cable <laughs> and, and it is increasingly there are a couple of things that like I just really like to watch or want. And it's increasingly becoming to the point where kind of like Netflix, where like I feel boiled alive. And when I do the math, I'm like, there's there's just no way it's worth this. So that that's where I'm at, where I, I'm me like who I've long been like the last holdout. Even I am at the point where. I bet if we talk in six months, I'm hopefully will not be a cable subscriber anymore. I will still be paying for many of the cable services to be clear, but, but I will, I will not be, be paying for the, the rental of the box and, and the hundreds of other networks that I never watch. Alrighty, folks, I have checked the clock and it looks like we've reached halftime. 
which means I get the opportunity to tell you about our sponsor, Electric. Somewhere along the way, you've picked up onboarding and offboarding of new employees, managing app licenses, company devices and networks, checking all of those cybersecurity boxes and, well, fielding never-ending IT support requests like, where's my password again? On top of the 10,000 other things you do every day, you've added the, quote, do the work of an entire IT team, unquote, to your list. Thankfully, there is a solution, and it doesn't require cloning yourself or spending the next six months interviewing IT managers. You can try Electric. Electric is the IT management platform made for all of the many hat wearers out there who just need someone to handle it. With Electric, you get the visibility and control of an IT management platform with the practical help of more than 100 IT specialists. That's a whole team that's there to take on all of those extra IT tasks you've picked up who can field IT support tasks directly from your team through your favorite corporate messaging app while giving you full visibility into every project. So you can focus on more strategic things, you know, like your actual job description. Unbury yourself from IT tasks. Head over to electric.ai slash clockwise and get started. And just for taking a qualified meeting with their team, they're going to give you a pair of Beats Solo 3 wireless headphones. That's right. Visit electric.ai slash clockwise and get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 wireless headphones today for scheduling a meeting. And of course, our thanks to Electric for their support of this show. All righty, Dan, tell us what's your topic. I want to ask about ex- external storage and and less about things where it's like, oh, I need to give somebody a file on a thumb drive or I have backup drives. But I'm kind of curious to know if like all the files that you sort of rely on a day, do you try to keep it on your computer? Do you rely on external hard drives, cloud storage, some combination thereof? What, what is your sort of storage strategy, Matt? I feel like I'm always the worst person to start this answer because I think I've <laughs> talked to you before about this, how I joked that... I don't back up any of my videos, and my joke was I'm that just, I I'm simply just shaming don't you. Produce, oh that's God. all I'm doing. <laughs> I simply don't produce anything that's of value. No, um, I think most of my stuff is cloud synced. It's like my bread and butter is shortcuts. I will say, um, maybe this year was an example of where that doesn't work out so well <laughs> when every single iCloud link was deleted from online, and then I had no way to access any of that stuff. Um, I do have external drives for. Some of my important videos, like I made this whole travel video a couple years ago that, of course, I never edited, but it's on a hard drive in my closet. And then I have, I got the two terabyte Mac mini to be my file server. And I actually do, I will edit videos from the MacBook Air, the new M1, off of the Mac mini using proxies. And it actually worked extremely well. And I was very impressed by that. So Mm. it's sort of half internal and then half external also just for the actual super important things, but I don't have a, a Drobo or I need to get online backups too. So I might go do that right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll just ask you or I'll just ask you about it next time. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Just keep asking. I'm I'm sending you so many links. You just got to get back plays yesterday. <laughs> um, not, a, not currently a sponsor of the show, but um, I am a... So as far as external storage, I know you're not talking about backup solutions. Um, for storage, I use a network attached storage drive. I have not upgraded to one of the two fancy ones that... What is it? QNAP or QNAP? QNAP. And um, Synology. Synology. 
Thank you. I just use um, a WD system uh, that's worked well for me. And that's just because I had one in the past. And when I upgraded, it was easy to do. Um, And that's where most of my stuff goes that I still access regularly. Um, Other than that, I do have some external drives. And I mostly use those if I'm moving to a new computer. Um, And I need to kind of like they're specific. I I usually like to set up a computer as new. So I just bring over some specific files for that. Um, But most of my actually physically attached storage is just uh, time machine backups. Um, And then everything else is uh, in either the cloud via Dropbox or Apple's own iCloud drive or it's uh, over that storage. What about you, Christina? Uh, so I um, have uh, usually at least one terabyte drives in my machines. Um, I have like a two terabyte on my iMac. I've got a two terabyte in my gaming PC, one terabyte on my laptops. Um, I do have some external drives, but I, I to be honest, I, I don't know when I've plugged them in in, in recent memory. But like you, I do have um, a also, uh, we have a very extensive NAS. We need to actually probably upgrade it to a, a more modern unit, but we have a Synology system where I think we probably have about 12 terabytes of, of storage. Um, but that's mostly, you know, that, that's, that's for, for NAS, that's for storing movies and, and streaming stuff on Plex. Um, I would say though that I also pay for Dropbox. That should have been the service that I said that I wish I could quit. I also pay for <laughs> OneDrive. I also pay for um, iCloud storage. Oh so my God, you and me both. <laughs> I I'm like kind of I'm kind of like swimming in storage options, but I still have a hard time finding things sometimes. So yeah, yeah, it's it's tricky for sure. I mean, I like the idea of having all my stuff sort of centralized. Um, I have my iMac has a 500 gigabyte drive, and I kept running into storage problems with it. So. I actually uh, partitioned one of the backup drives connected to it because I like a bit a bigger backup drive than I needed and started dumping like temp files on there like when I record podcasts and I keep them for a little while until they you know go out the door and then I'm like now nah, I don't need these like giant wave files anymore <laughs> that's where they live temporarily I do have a uh, a NAS as well um, but that is mainly that's used as sort of my file server so a lot of the old files I've started like centralizing there and I try not to keep any files on my laptop if I can help it other than like stuff I'm currently working on just because I don't want to have to deal with sort of the <laughs> reconciliation process of like oh no I edited this file there it went there everything needs to go in cloud storage as much as possible so uh, I do use some external storage stuff but I try to minimize it just so that I don't have files proliferating all over the place and that's a large part just because I was cleaning out stuff like uh, last year and I realized I just had stacks and stacks of old drives. And it's like, oh my God, I got to go through all of these and figure out what files I don't have. And I did that and it was a long process and I want to never do it again. (laughs) So that's where I'm coming from. And my understanding, I just got this over my headphones, late breaking news. uh, Matthew Castanelli Castanelli is now a Backblaze subscriber. Is that that Uh, correct? Yeah, you guys convinced me I did it. I've had it before. I just (laughs) somehow didn't do it. Get back on that train. We're safe. The shortcuts will never, ever go away. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our last topic, which comes from Matthew. All right. I think this is something that is easy to make the mistake of myself. And so I always like to kind of reframe my current position. But what is one piece of technology that you initially dismissed, but now know that you were totally wrong about? 
Ah, uh, this is a good question. Um, I mean, because it, it ends up being uh, quite a few for me, which is unfortunate. I should just keep my big trap shut. Um, the one that is most uh, like front of mind is wireless charging. Um, I used to have a real problem, as Matthew knows, with this <laughs> idea of calling it wireless charging when, in fact, the charger is not uh, actually wireless. Like, there are still wires involved. And so I focused so much on that pedantry that I did not sort of, um, I, I sort of dismissed the benefits of wireless charging or convenience of it. And now I've got wireless charging everywhere on my desk, uh, next to my bed, in the car, et cetera, et cetera. And while I still hold that it's not true wireless charging, I am okay with the fact that like I, or I, I rather uh, am, am a champion of this um, ability to charge our devices in a more convenient manner. So yes, I apologize to you, Qi charging and MagSafe charging. Uh, I should Thanks, not have Micah. dismissed you. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> uh, Christina, what about you? Okay, well, first of all, remind me to never tell you about serverless computing because you will die. <laughs> oh, no. Um, when, once you learn that, that, yes, it does actually involve lots of servers, despite the name. Um, for, for me, look, I mostly remember all the times I've been right, uh, as I want to do, rather than trying to focus on the, the times I've been wrong. I will say this, though. Uh, this isn't a technology per se. It's more of a trend, but, but I was completely wrong on this, and I'll own it. Big phones. Uh, mm-hmm. like eight, nine years ago, I was like very critical of the big phone movement. And I was like, these, these, these four and a half inch phones, these five inch phones are too big. You know, these, these five inch phones are gigantic. What, what's wrong with this? I, I say from my iPhone 13 Pro Max. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, giant phones that, that whole trend I was really, critical of and, and kind of against and didn't think that it would be lasting or that I would become an adherent to it. And yet here we are. I feel like I've got more products where it's like I bought it really excited about it and then got became disenchanted. But the one that, that that jumps out at me, which is a product more than a technology, was when the original AirPods came out. I was like, man, these look I don't know. I don't want these. Like I hated Apple's earpods. They never fit fit in my ears. I didn't like them. The AirPods look janky and huge, and I was just like, nah, I mean, I'm it's just not for me. This is not a product for me. Fast forward to when the AirPods Pro came out, and I was like, well. I mean, I guess maybe they'll fix some of the things. I really don't like silicon-tipped earbuds and whatever, but, you know, I'm going to buy a pair, and if I want to return them, I can always return them in that first, like, 30 days or something, two weeks, whatever. Anyways, I bought them. My God, I love my AirPods Pro. I would never go anywhere without my AirPods Pro anywhere. They have basically replaced headphones for me for everything except for podcast editing and recording. Um, and even there, I will sometimes use them as monitors. In fact, Christine and I were on Twitch just this past week and I used my AirPods Pro for my like listening to audio the entire time. Uh, and they're surprisingly comfortable. So I have to eat crow where it comes to the AirPods because the AirPods Pro really, really sold me on the whole wireless earbuds thing. So there you go. Nice. Who knew? Who knew that would be a thing? Um, mine is backups. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I wrote down two things and they're on completely different end of the spectrums. I think Snapchat was something that I mm. didn't understand and has held the test of time, even though I, I still like, I always theorize that people would just age out of it, but it turns out there's always new young people. And so those people find it and don't want to be on the ones that we're all on. And so it actually has really survived. And I think they're doing a lot of really cool stuff with AR. That's super interesting. The whole camera angle for the company is good. The other one is post-it notes because 
when my when I was young, this is not tech, really tech, it's analog tech, but <laughs> my dad would always use them, and then I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, and now my office is covered in post-it notes, and it's one of those things where I'm just like, yep, he's, he was right. But I'm curious if folding phones is one of the ones right now that mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, I'll, I'll admit too that sometimes it is the like, once Apple does it, maybe I'll be more interested right. in it, yep. but also, so I can admit that too. And I'll say wireless charging. I was even on smart tech today with Micah, I would rally against it. And then I was the sucker who bought the Apple battery pack, which is like <laughs> $90 for five watts charging. So yeah, that thing I went is, the complete opposite of the spectrum there. I think it's pricey. Um, he says, as he looks at it in his bag, um, <laughs> thank you. Or, yeah, uh, it looks like we have come just about to the end of the show. Uh, but before we get there, I do want to tell you about the IntraZone from Microsoft, who are sponsoring this week's episode of Clockwise. It's always fun to find something new to listen to. And I particularly like whenever there's something that maybe you wouldn't have expected to be sort of in your wheelhouse. And then you find something that uh, really does make you go, oh, that that's interesting. If you're looking for a new show to listen to, the IntraZone is a bi-weekly podcast with conversations and interviews on how Microsoft SharePoint, OneDrive, and related tech can work for you. You're going to hear from guest experts behind the scenes and out in the field so you can see how SharePoint fits into your everyday work life to easily share and manage content, knowledge, and applications. Each show covers a bunch of segments, including news and announcements, a focused topic of the week, guest perspectives, FAQs of the week, and upcoming events. And the topics for each show are actually quite interesting. Previous episodes have covered migration to the cloud, AI and machine learning, and uh, Office 365, OneDrive, Teams, and Microsoft Stream. Uh, I recently got to check out an episode, episode, an episode uh, called "The Gifts of GitHub," and yes, folks, it is an episode all about GitHub. Um, we love GitHub on its own, but getting to talk to Martin Woodward, which is one of the original members who onboarded Microsoft to the open source world, um, as well as some experts in Microsoft's own JSON. Um, customization, all of that. Uh, very interesting stuff to hear about SharePoint, GitHub coming together, and uh, some of the uh, new additions to GitHub since its um, acquisition by Microsoft. All cool stuff there. So you can go and listen to it now. Just search for The IntraZone wherever you get your podcasts. That's I-N-T-R-A-Z-O-N-E. Or you can just click the link in the show notes to check it out. Thanks so much to The IntraZone by Microsoft SharePoint for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right. I have a quick bonus topic for you. If you could turn the ocean into a liquid other than water... And mind you, all of the animals and everything are still going to stay alive, so you're not killing anything. If you could turn the ocean into a liquid other than water, what liquid would you pick? Christina? Hot chocolate. I want the Willy Wonka River. That's what I want. Dan? I I find this the weirdest question that we've ever asked because I'm like, (laughs) do I want to drink it or swim in it? What is going on? I don't want to do both. That's gross. Uh, but the first one that came into my head was like orange vanilla seltzer. <laughs> wow, <It's> so sparkly. <laughs> That'd be pretty, Matthew. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Phil's coffee because I only recently learned that this coffee that I drink every day has more than twice the average amount of caffeine. Per- <laughs> <laughs> you and only I just tweeted, learned this. Yeah, that explains a lot because I've I literally. 
I'm pretty sure I've overdosed on caffeine regularly this year without realizing that. So maybe it shouldn't be the ocean if everybody's going to be your, drinking. Your, your molecules are <laughs> vibrating so quickly. You're just passing through walls now. Is exactly. That um, I was just going to choose plain sparkling water, so that way I could add. Uh, I guess I am drinking it, which now, Dan, you've completely ruined everything. <laughs> now I'm like, why, why, why would weird. I want to drink the ocean? Gross. Yeah, that's weird, man. Alas, alas. Uh, we have come to the end of this episode of Clockwise. All that's left is to thank our fantastic guests, Christina Warren. Thanks for coming back to the show. Thank you for having me. I would also like to put it on the record that I was right about AirPods. That's so, <laughs> fine. I respect it. Matthew Casanelli, thank you so much for being here and for being a subscriber to Backway so all your data is safe. Yes, thank you for convincing me to finally make the jump. I'll be safe in the future. And Micah will be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock, dude. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs>